Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. What are the challenges that are posed by being creative in more than one medium? Can you call yourself a multi-creative? You could be an illustrator who also enjoys dancing or playing an instrument or composing, but you feel something's not quite right. Instead of serving you and your creative ambitions, you feel that each passion somehow takes away from the other and leaves you frustrated. The reality is, is that many people, creative people, express themselves in a range of creative ways. And in this episode, which was originally recorded for YouTube, and therefore the audio is not totally optimal, and I apologize for that, I talk about being a multi-creative, how it's sometimes a strength and the right approach to it that unlocks the greatest advantages of it but also when to make the tough decision to temporarily walk away from a creative outlet that's holding you back from achieving your goals. So with that, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is going to be around a specific topic, a request that I got from a couple of my YouTube viewers, Anna Fischbacher and Grant R.D. Both of them asked me a question about being a multi-creative and specifically, what are the challenges of being a multi-creative and Can it be detrimental to your success as a creative professional? So I wanted to talk a little bit about this with you because I know that a lot of creative people that I know, most creative people I know actually are multi-creative. They may do one thing for their career, but then they also have other creative pursuits that they do and spend time on and get emotional benefit from and, and creative energy from. And so I wanted to talk about the challenges of being a multi-creative and how you can address it and my personal experience uh, with that as well, just to share with you. Most people, like I said, who are creative are generally multi-creative in one way or another. And what I mean by that is a designer who is also a singer or a designer who does crafting and also does audio engineering or a animator who does fine art and drawing and also a film editor. A lot of people do multiple things, and they may do one thing for a creative professional job, but then they may also have a number of things they do outside of that. Or they may have a regular job job, and then they do a bunch of different creative things in their free time. And most creatives that I know have one area of creativity, one pursuit that they have that's stronger than the rest, and the others tend to take slightly more of a back seat. But then there's also people who are equally creative and equally as interested to be creative across a whole number of different verticals, so to speak. And the people who are kind of more even like that, evenly distributed across their creative pursuits, feel a little more challenged by it because they don't know which ones to really focus on and they feel like their lack of focus might be hurting their professional life or their their ability to excel at something. And you've heard the, the old maxim that a jack of all trades is a master of none. And in creativity, that is definitely true. Now, that doesn't mean that having a number of creative pursuits will absolutely hurt you because it won't. A lot of times doing some sort of creative thing that's different than your main one and it can add inspiration to your your main creative pursuit. For instance, I've been a musician my whole life. I've written thousands of songs. I do music engineering and mixing first on a four-track machine ages ago, four-track cassette machine, and, and then into logic in the digital age. And music has always fed my creativity and my 
interest and my perspective on creativity in all of my fine art and all of my design work. And so I have always nurtured my musicianship, playing guitar, playing bass, singing, now learning uh, later in life how to actually read music and play piano. And it's really helped me keep my creative juices flowing and given me outlets when my main design focus might become challenging or frustrating. And it's given me an outlet to be creative. A lot of people seem to work that way. Is it a struggle? It's only a struggle if you let it be to a certain extent. You have to make some really hard decisions. And let me share some personal experience about some hard decisions that I've made in my life. I started off as a fine artist. I have my master's degree in painting and I actually taught fine art for a while. And then when that career became evident that it was going to be really, really challenging to make a living, I moved into graphic design, into the fashion industry, into apparel uh, graphics, particularly at the dawn of the computer age and the Macintosh and all that sort of stuff. And I became extremely passionate about computer design. At that time, I was struggling with fine art and making a living there. And then this new emerging massive passion I had for uh, design. And I'd made the very and also, I was a musician, so I'd always been playing music and always recording music. So I had three things then going on. And I made the very difficult and very thought through decision at that point to pack up my fine art supplies, unstretch and roll up all my paintings and put them in storage and focus only on learning design in, in the computer age. And I had always said to myself from my early college days that music would be my hobby, that I would never pursue music professionally to make money. And that, so I kept it to two. I kept it to design on the computer and then my music on the side. I knew that I couldn't support three different creative pursuits at the same time and pursue a new career around this new exciting passion that I had. And sometimes those sorts of decisions are very, very difficult to make. It was a really difficult decision for me to pack up my painting stuff because I had always completely identified myself, my personality, my being with being a fine artist. And it felt like some sort of personal emotional betrayal to stop doing that. But what really helped me in that was that I was able to ask myself a question. And that question is, is this serving me right now? And I encourage you to think about your creative pursuits in that way. Ask yourself, is this particular number one, two, three creative pursuits serving me right now? Because that really helped me in that decision to stop doing fine art. I said, is this serving me right now? And at the moment, it really wasn't. It was sucking my emotional time and energy out of pursuing the thing that I was newly passionate about. And it also carried a whole lot of baggage for me in terms of something I'd pursued wholeheartedly and then was unable to really make a living in. And so I told myself, it's not serving me right now. And I can always come back to it. That's what gave me the freedom to let it go was that I said to myself, eventually in my career, in my life, if I feel like painting is going to serve me again, or if I want to do it again, all I have to do is start and you can always come back to it. And that freed me to be able to let it go for that period of time in my life. Now, I'm not saying that multi-creatives have to keep it to two because they don't. But for me, in my experience, I needed to go on an entirely new avenue to build a new career for myself. And I did this in my early 30s. A lot of people ask me, I'm 25. Is it too late to become a graphic designer? I didn't even 
get into computers or graphic design for my own company in apparel in the fashion industry until I was in my early 30s. So it's never too late, number one. I just want to say that. And number two is that these sorts of decisions are really hard. In a creative person's life, I look at a creative person's life as a long timeline. It is, it's a long horizon line. You will ebb and flow through different interests and different passions and different focuses in your creative life throughout your entire life. And most creatives I know are like that. They may become super passionate about sculpture and then want to do just drawing and then want to do just printmaking or want to do computers. And then they get super into like 3D animation and they move into that. If you have a career and a job and you're making a living around one particular aspect of your creativity, your, your singing, your crafting, your designing, your painting, your illustrating, you know, your photography, whatever that is, having a secondary outlet I have found in my career is really helpful. Actually, when I've interviewed designers in my career, and I've interviewed thousands of designers in my career, I always ask them one question. I always ask them, do they have a creative outlet outside of work? Because I always found that designers who only did design and only did design in their job tended to be more difficult to work with, to be frank. They tended to be more apt to be a prima donna. And people who had an outlet, a creative outlet outside of work, that they could channel their frustration of creativity that's in the design corporate world or the agency world into another creative pursuit were much happier people. They had something in their lives that they could do creatively that no one else could put a thumbprint on. When you work in the agency world and the corporate world, you have clients and bosses and creative directors and executives in sales and all that who are putting their two cents into your work. And it can be very, very difficult and very trying. And so having a creative outlet outside of your job, if you work for an agency or a, a corporation, is really helpful just to keep your sanity and also to be able to have that, uh, that outlet to do something creative and not have anybody have any say about it but you. This episode of the Brand Design Masters podcast is sponsored by Bring Your Own Laptop. BYOL.me is a top-tier Adobe application video training website featuring Daniel Scott. Daniel's a certified Adobe trainer and keynote speaker at the Adobe Max conference every year. At byol.me forward slash Philip, you can learn everything from the basics to advanced aspects of your favorite Adobe applications, all for one low monthly subscription fee. Visit byol.me forward slash Philip, P-H-I-L-I-P. Again, that's byol.me forward slash Philip. I just know you're going to be amazed at Bring Your Own Laptops courses. So I really feel that being a multi-creative is a strength. It can make you a better employee if you are employed, and it can also give you additional creative inspiration and fodder to play with if you are a entrepreneur or freelancer or work on your own. Because as a designer, I take inspiration from everywhere. I take inspiration from music. I take inspiration from photography. I take inspiration from dance. I take inspiration from old distressed paintings from the 1800s on walls of the city of New York. I get inspiration for my design work all over the place. And right now I'm learning piano and studying piano and studying and learning how to read music for the first time in my life. And that has 
added just this incredible passion for uh, learning process and for a new way of expressing myself musically with a brand new instrument. And that has fed into my, into certain aspects of my, my design passion. So all of those things, they all interlock, they all seesaw and, and inspire and affect each other. And so I'm a big advocate of being a multi-creative but the caveat is that if you feel that you are being pulled in too many directions or if you aren't making headway as a creative professional in something, then you might have to make one of those really hard decisions about cutting one or two aspects of your creative endeavors out of your life for a period of time. Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself that question. Is it serving me right now? Is it serving my life? Is it serving my emotional well-being? Is it servicing my career ambitions? Is it serving me? And if it's not, then cut it out. And it's hard to do that, like I said, but if you give yourself the out, you give yourself the, the life preserver that if some point in your life you feel like you want it back in your life, that you can bring it back. If it's going to serve you, you can always go back and do it again. And if you if you don't make it a final black and white thing for the rest of my life, I'm never going to do music. For the rest of my life, I'm never going to knit. Whatever that is that you do, then it's more comfortable to make hard decisions like that. And so that's my take on being a multi-creative. I think being a creative professional and being a creative in general has made my life incredibly rich. I would have it no other way. As difficult as a creative life is to make a living and to feel fulfilled and to get your work out there in the world. It's not an easy thing as you know, you watch some of my videos as I help educate you guys in terms of how to do that better and be successful at that. It's not an easy gig. But you know, when I look at no no fault and no disparaging to other professions, but to be an accountant or a stockbroker or a logistics person in a factory, I mean, I would just wither and die. So I am incredibly grateful that I've had the career that I have, that I have the talents that I have, that I've been able to nurture and grow those talents. And in applying them very strategically and very passionately, I've had an incredibly successful career. And now I've been able to pass a lot of that learning and that um, expertise on to you guys. And so I hope you're enjoying that and that you got something out of my thoughts around uh, being a multi-creative. And if you did, what I'd really love it, I'd really love it if you would tell me in the comments how you're dealing with being a multi-creative. Is it a struggle for you? Is it something that you find easy to manage? Is it, have you had to make any really tough decisions in your creative career to prioritize one over the other and why you did that? It would be really helpful to all the other people to hear, I think, some of your some each of your stories so they can gain from that experience and i hope that sharing my experience really transparently with you guys today has helped you in some way keep coming back i'll keep delivering the goods and i look forward to seeing you next time if you'd like to help support the brand design masters podcast please rate and review us on itunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.